Hi there, how are you? I hope you are having an amazing, fabulous day or evening, of course, depending on when you're here. Today, we are going to be talking about what to do when you are a jack of all trades, master of none. So, stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career related. I tell you how it is and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And my passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing that so others can make positive changes in their lives. So, here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting right into it here. Jack of all trades, master of none. So this can be a really great thing. And I think sometimes people start to feel like this is a weakness versus a strength when they are not specialized in a particular thing that makes them not eligible for a particular role, right? So like, oh, maybe I should have specialized. So before we get into kind of some tips and pros and cons and kind of diving deeper into this topic. If you are listening to this and you're like, yeah, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, I want you to ask yourself these four questions. Number one, do you like being more of that generalist? Do you like having more of that broader type of experience doing more of that broader type of work? Number two, do you feel you are lacking something? It's possible if you found this episode and you are searching for this kind of topic, you may feel like you're lacking something. And it's also possible that you just listen to all my episodes and you're like, Steph, I'm not lacking anything. Both are totally fine. Number three, is there something you'd like to learn? And that could be either for fun or for career advancement. Number four, are you an expert in your core field without specializing? So what I mean by that is I'm an expert in recruiting. However, I am a corporate recruiter. So I recruit for basically everything. I've done sales, marketing, IT, legal, HR, finance. I mean, you name it. I've done it tech. I've done big data. You know what I mean? So I've done a little bit of all types of recruiting. And so there are other people out there who are specifically sales recruiters or are specifically AI recruiters, right? So what I mean by that, when I say, are you an expert in your field without specializing? For an example, in my world, I am an expert recruiter. I am not an expert AI recruiter. You know, we can think about that in a little bit different way as well. So if you look at doctors, right, you have your family doctor. So I remember as a little kid, I would literally went to the same doctor until he retired. He knew our family for a while before I was born. So when he heard my mom was in the hospital giving birth, he actually like made a visit, uh, stopped in. So I literally met him like the day I was born. And I think he retired when I was in like my early 20s. And he was like our family doctor, right? So like all of like the little, I don't want to say little, but like, like your first stop, right? If you needed to go to the doctor, it was uh, Dr. B, you know, so that's like your family doctor. And then if you think about, you know, people who have like a, like some sort of brain trauma and they need to have surgery, right? That's a neurosurgeon. So your family doctor is going to know a broad range of things and they're probably going to have in-depth knowledge of a lot of different things. However, they're not going to have a specific neurosurgeon type of knowledge when it comes to the brain and that type of surgery. That type of person is going to be an expert in their medical field, right? But they're not going to be a expert in neurosurgery. 
So hopefully that makes sense. Let's kind of go over some pros and cons of being a generalist. And I think this might help people if they're trying to figure out like, hey, do I become a specialist? Do I stay a generalist? You know, do I stay that jack of all trades, master of none? Or do I become super, super specialized in, you know, XYZ fill in the blank? So pros of being a generalist. Number one, you can work on a variety of projects. So I'm going to take my role as an example because it's easy to draw from. If we look at recruiting, I can work on a variety of different types of roles because I know the core foundation and I know what I'm doing. So I have the ability to jump in, hit the ground running, and help out on a variety of different things. Number two, generalists know a little bit about a lot of things, right? So if someone's like, hey, Steph, I need help recruiting these five different corporate roles. One is marketing, one is sales, one is IT, one is legal, and one is finance. Like, great. Let me talk to the hiring managers. We'll get going. Number three, generalists can get to encounter and solve all of these different types of issues and problems because you're a generalist. Typically, you are not doing the same thing over and over again, whereas specialists tend to have very focused skill sets, which tends to put them in the situations they've been successful in in the past, right? So as a generalist, you get to encounter and solve more of a variety of issues and problems, which in turn expands your experience and your skill set. Number four, generalists will likely stay challenged because of number three. Number five, generalists can combine all of their expertise and all of their experiences. And when you pool that all together, it makes typically for a very unique and interesting background. Number six, being a generalist could help you clarify what you love to do. So if you are working on a lot of different projects and you're helping out kind of where needed, that can help you, especially earlier in your career if you're like, oh, I'm not really sure if I want to focus on product marketing or social media marketing or whatever. You know what I mean? If you have a marketing background and you get to try out all these, you know, maybe it's PR, maybe it's communications, whatever it might be, playing more of that generalist role can help you figure out what may or may not be a good fit for you. Number seven, you have a really strong foundation as a generalist. So kind of going back to what I mentioned earlier. So if someone's like, Steph, I need you to fill this role in the next two weeks and it's going to be a marketing role and it's something you've never done before, but I need you to do it. Great. I know what it takes to be a good recruiter. I know what it takes to fill a role quickly with the right person. And I know the right questions to ask. So I have the right foundation. So I can go in and talk to a hiring manager and figure out exactly what we need to do very, very quickly because I have that foundation. Number eight, generalists can hit the ground running. They are generally more efficient and they can work quickly. And number nine, generalists usually move into project leads or team leads or they're leading other specialists. So if you have, you know, five to 10 years of experience doing whatever it is you do and there's a huge project that just started, you likely could be the project lead for that particular project who might be leading other specialists who wouldn't have the broad knowledge you have because they're solely focused on whatever it might be. Now, the other side of the coin for being a generalist, some of the cons. Number one, you do have very narrow experience, but it's deep, right? So you don't know a little bit about a lot of things. However, you do know a ton about that one or two things that you specialize in. Number two, what you specialize in 
could become less valuable in the workplace. So if you think about people who were programmers with C or basic, right? You're like, Steph, what in the world? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No one's using those programming languages anymore, right? So if that's all you know, and you stay focused on that one thing, and throughout your career, you don't expand and learn new things, what you specialize in over time could become less valuable. Number three, it will take you time to learn new skills. Number four, it could narrow your earning potential. I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate on number four because if you specialize in something only you know, a thousand people in the entire country know how to do, your earning potential is probably going to be very, very high. (laughs) So that one can go both ways. And number five, you are not going to be able to go toe-to-toe in conversations with people who are experts in a very particular field, right? So if you're a generalist, again, you're going to know a little bit about a lot of things, right? So if you have to have a really in-depth conversation about a very specific particular thing you're not an expert in, You're not going to be able to have that toe-to-toe conversation. In those situations, you can pull in those experts, right? So food for thought there. And a couple more thoughts I'll leave you with before we wrap up the episode here. Oftentimes, you can flip between being a generalist and being a specialist throughout your career, right? So you may start out as a generalist and you're like, hey, I'm going to explore all these different things when it comes to marketing. And then you figure out, I really love product management. That's what I'm going to do. And then you do that for like five, 10 years and you're like, eh, I'm ready for change. I think I want to explore more social media marketing or maybe sales or whatever it might be, right? So if you start out being a generalist and you decide to be a specialist, cool. Don't think if you make the decision, you can't flip over. And same if you start as a specialist, doesn't mean you can't become more of a broad generalist. And if you're finding yourself wanting to explore new opportunities, or maybe you're just open, right? A recruiter reaches out to you on LinkedIn, like, hey, I have this thing, blah, 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 so cool. Do you want to talk about it? You know, whatever it might be. That's not really how we sound or how we shouldn't sound. (laughs) And you're like, ah, well, I'm really a specialist in this thing. Be open to the conversation, right? You just never know. There could be a really great opportunity knocking on your door and you certainly wouldn't want to miss out. And then finally, don't feel pressured to go down a path that you don't want to go down. I feel like this is more of an issue when other people's opinions are driving your decisions versus what you really want to do for yourself. So just keep that in mind. It's really important that we are happy in our career and we're following the career path that we want to versus what other people want for us, even if the intentions are the best, right? All right. I hope you found this episode helpful and valuable. If you have questions you want me to answer here on the show, this was actually a listener question. I don't think I say that enough. (laughs) Most of them are. Definitely, there's a link to a Google survey below. Feel free to reach out. I'd love to help. Uh, As always, thank you so very much for being here, listening to the show. I appreciate you more than you will ever know. You can find more information in the show notes over at StephDennis13 or below. And if you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. And you can find more information on career coaching as well as resume review services. If you would like to support the show, you can do so via PayPal or Anchor. The links are below. And if you are enjoying this show, please take a moment, leave a rating and or review. Really does help. And
and it just they make my day <laughs> so thank you thank you thank you to everyone who has done that you can find me on the socials facebook instagram i have definitely been going down the tiktok rabbit hole the last like six months if you want to see like a more silly ridiculous side of me <laughs> Head over there at stepdennis13 across all different platforms and then specific to the podcast, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so fabulous, so amazing. I hope you have a beautiful, lovely rest of your day. Bye-bye.